Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington Jr. Today, Philip talks about robots. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. We are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple, and today we're talking about robots. How was that robot impression? Was that pretty good? <laughs> it's terrible. Dancing is not my uh, not my ministry. So r- robots are. I remember growing up watching the Jetsons, and I remember thinking like. Man, that's going to be like in the year 3,000, 4,000, right? I didn't even, and I'm saying that, I didn't even understand what those years really meant as kids. I just I just meant like that's going to be like a long time from now. And I never imagined that in my lifetime, it was going to be super realistic for a big chunk of my life to have a robot cleaning person, robots delivering stuff to my door, robots working in factories, robots doing the majority of the uh, manual labor um, that humans do. Uh, but but what technology always does is when, whenever we are at a convergence or we have big problems that need to be solved, human beings, the human spirit, the human imagination invents new solutions and it wipes away the old world and brings in a new world. And so we're at a situation where you have businesses where you have economies that have way too much debt, um, and the and and the debt is on the back of like the industrial economy businesses that got loaded up on debt to, to eke out the small returns left from a dying economy. Uh, but you got a lot of debt, so you got a lot of banks who just don't want to lend to those businesses, and then you also have banks that are typically like risk averse, so they don't want to lend to the new businesses because they don't really understand it. So that's that's the role of the VCs and what they do. So, so now you got businesses in the middle where they're like, well, man, like we, uh, we need uh, more money, uh, but, uh, but if you're operating in a uh, uh, older type business, um, that's still going to survive, but, but the costs are too high um, because of just the factors of uh, inflation and all those things and high debt. Um, which, all, which, lots, which again, high debt brings inflation, and I'll cover that in another episode, so don't worry about that. But you have all these factors that have made the cost of running that business almost impossible, right? Because like you're you're running on, you, let, I'm gonna use a real example of a business. So you have a uh, you have a uh, a factory that is making you know, making stuff, and um, the Inflation has caused uh, the stuff to become more expensive, uh, including workers. And so, like, you really don't have a lot of margins because the banks don't want to give you a lot of money. A lot of money, like I said before, uh, and, and and things are expensive. And then you have on the worker side, the workers not liking the conditions of their work. Like they're working long hours, their their pay is not keeping up with the cost of living. Um, um, and so that convergence. In, in, in every time period is going to say, okay, 
those jobs are going to get replaced by techs because the employer, the employees are not happy uh, with it. There's mathematically no way for the business to pay the people what they should be worth because they're operating in a model that is um, that is old, right? Meaning the uh, our minds as humans evolve, and as our minds as humans evolved, the jobs that we can do evolve. And so since people in that role are are using their minds for skills that are a hundred years old a lot of times, um, it's, it's it's just outdated. You know, it's it's a it's an outdated skill set. It's an important skill set, but I'm saying it's outdated, meaning the market's not gonna pay a lot for it and the market can't pay a lot for it. And so the problem isn't like the problem in that situation isn't the business. It's not the people. The people should be paid a, they should be paid a, 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 an amount of money uh, that allows them to live comfortably. Uh, but the business is also like they're not nonprofit. If they just lose money, uh, they're not going to get money from investors, and they're going to go out of business, and then nobody has a job. So you have a conundrum, right? You have both sides conflicting, thinking that the other side is a problem, but this, the problem is just a, a dead model, and so. What and so that's why I said technology typically comes in and replaces Joe's jobs, um, and it frees up. If it depending on your perspective, but it frees up people to go be retrained and reemployed for the new world where they can make a lot more money. So I'm going to so let me go back to the manufacturing jobs. So you have the manufacturers doing that, and so so, so you you have with the cost of artificial intelligence and training. Uh, the minds of robots going down over time, and then you have the cost of hardware going up. And you already have Amazon, who is beginning to slowly replace people with robots, and they're probably going to be a hundred percent robots by twenty thirty um, to to do those tasks. And these robots are pretty uh, pretty wise, so you have that tidal wave of stuff already coming, where the robots can do it uh, cheaper. They can work twenty four seven, right? I mean, they can, from a human perspective, they can do like slave labor. But they're not humans, and 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 they're not going to make a lot of mistakes. And so the the cost of production goes down, which allows the cost of business goes down, which helps uh, ease the cost of everything going up for people. So it's net net good to society, right? Going back to like what I mentioned about farmers, uh, 100, 150 years ago, when, when, you know when we had a period of time where we needed a lot of humans to do farming, and then we had tech that allowed a small fraction of humans to feed the whole world. That was net positive. People were less hungry today because of that tech. But the farmers retrained themselves and went into a different uh, area of society. And then you had some that just, uh, the fact of being humans, we all have the free will to process change at our own speed. And if you process change slower, then like you're going to be a slave to the system that's built, whatever that, like meaning like you're going to need subsidies, you're going to need to, big hand and mouth for what you're doing. And I'm not I'm not being uh, insensitive to it. I'm explaining the way things work from a just a practical standpoint, like regardless of feelings. Because on the reverse end, you take the person that is uh, getting, you know, working in a in a in a factory today and they don't love their job uh, anyway, um, they can now go work on the side 
if, if they if they retrain themselves and they learn a little bit of coding, they learn a little bit of how artificial intelligence works. They 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 take a deep dive and it doesn't take a long time, right? They can they can re they can re up their skills relatively quickly, and in 12, 18 months, be able to work for the companies that are training uh, the robots and the minds of the robots um, and work on that end and get paid a lot more, right? Multiples more, less of the time, <laughs> a lot of times location independent. And, and so like you just, I, I have a specific friend who's 45 years old, has been working manual jobs for his whole life. Matter of fact, he makes fun of me because I only use my mind to make money. He thinks that I don't work, right? But I have, it's an, and I don't want to debate who has the, the better job, but he judges my job because I don't use my hands, which is a point of resistance because I'm explaining to him what's happening in the world. And I'm like, hey, if you just learn a little bit of coding, this, that, and next, because like that's a similar skill set of what he likes to do. It's just instead of operating with his hands, he's operating with his you know, hands on the keyboard, programming things into the computer. That so he'll be the he'll work in a different way on what he was doing, um, but he resists that. And so, like in a decade. Uh, oh, and by the way, his standard of living has been like reducing more and more over time. Uh, the things that he worry about, that he worries about, uh, are out of his control when it comes to his job. And so, like that's going to get worse for him, right? Because because I gave him the information and he won't, and he's just hoping for the times when America was great again, right? I mean, that's, that's not going to work. Um, and so that's, that's what's happening in, in, in every industry. You think about it, every industry where there's a conflict of workers not feeling like they're being paid properly and uh, not being happy about what they do. And then you look at robots and AI, like those jobs are going to be gone in the next decade. Because I talk about the knowledge workers too, because I'm a knowledge worker. So I'm saying like what we do if we operate only on the past is not safe too. But robots are going to take a big chunk of the manual labor jobs, which is going to like deliver a better product to the people, uh, make the businesses be able to get profits, uh, be profitable. Um, and there's an infinite amount of new jobs being created every single day that those workers can transfer to uh, and make more money in less time if they want to. Now, if they don't want to, history says the government will subsidize them and create new government jobs to employ people who are uh, uh, resisting the change, right? So net-net, like, it works itself out. It's just what spectrum of the workout do you want to be? Like, do you want to be a slave to the system or do you want to be free? And that comes down to like your mindset and how willing are you to embrace change? Because it continues to come forever throughout history because that's what evolution is. Until tomorrow, you enjoy your day. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com 
forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.